Hello and welcome to our 87th episode of the Havalaha Will Travel podcast by Hawaii Magazine. I'm here, Catherine Todd Fox, along with Grace Maeda, the associate editor. Yes, we're here again, Grace. We have to stop doing this. <laughs> this podcast needs to end. It's like taking over my life. And I shouldn't be saying that because we have two guests who are launching a podcast. <laughs> Podcasts are great. They're a lot of fun. Um, super easy to do. Anyway, we have uh, two guests that are launching a podcast and they're here to talk with us all about weddings. So we're in summer. It's wedding season. Um, I'm sure a lot of listeners have either dreamt of a Hawaii wedding, been to a Hawaii wedding, or wish they could afford a Hawaii wedding. So we're here with two experts that can talk about it. So we have Tessa Gomes, who wanted to be introduced first. (laughs) (laughs) She sure did. Owner of Fred and Kate events. And also one of my like longtime friends because our dogs were friends. Forever ago. Yep. That would be like 13 because Sunny is what? She's born in 2009. So what is that? 13 years? No. Mochi would have been 17 this year. So serious. Yeah. See, we've been friends for a long time. Forever. Our dogs liked each other. Anyway, sorry, not, we do have another person on this show. It's not just Tessa, me, and our dog. (laughs) Who cares? It's Joe Esser, a wedding photographer. And the two of them are going to be launching a new podcast in July called Unveiling Paradise. So check that out. We'll talk a little bit about their podcast, but they're also here to talk about just weddings in general in Hawaii. We're super excited about this. You guys are actually our first guests who are going to talk about weddings. Mm -hmm. What? In 87 episodes, we're stoked. We're so excited. We've talked a lot about food. We talk a lot about food and obviously travel. Mm -hmm. But not about weddings. Weddings are huge here. It's so amazing. Okay, so we feel honored then. Yay. Yay. (laughs) Well, anyway, so tell, okay. So talk a little bit about what you both do and then how you have come together um, to do this podcast. Totally. Tessa, go for it. Cause I know sure, you want to yeah. go for it. <laughs> so, um, so I have a wedding planning company, um, and you know, I've been around for about 15 years and Joe has a photography company. Um, we've known each other. We've, you know, kind of worked at weddings together. And just recently we've started working a lot together through the Oahu Wedding Association. Um, you know, when we were shut down, when we needed to kind of rally the troops, um, you know, he and I started, talking and you know working together and I think we realized that we are very similar but different um you know I think we we stand for a lot of the same things but how we come there is is different sometimes oh uh, I know how Tessa would get there so <laughs> don't yeah, imagine brute, brute force that's how I would get there and so I think it's, it's been really interesting and so I think we were both kind of talking about ways that we can do something fun and different and I said I'm going to start a podcast, uh, you know, and of course I didn't invite him at first, um, but then I thought it would be really cool to, to do it with someone who, you know, we get along really well. I think we riff off of each other really well. Um, we've both been in the industry and seen a lot happening. Um, and so that's why we decided to start it. You know, I think there's really not a niche of podcasts for destination weddings. And I think that we can definitely fill that. And I think our, like our friendship, Tess and I's friendship, 
actually is a more of a pandemic friendship because I know like are we friends yeah we're friends (laughs) (laughs) and and you know we've we've kind of known each other for years but you know like when you're working things are different but like during the pandemic it was like you kind of found these different people to sort of try to figure out how do we get through this together and you know it's actually kind of a funny uh friendship that's developed because we have totally different personalities but you know so we can go back and forth like arguing about different things but it's fun you know and it's like she's got such a different perspective than i have and you know i come at it from being a photographer which is totally different you know than um you know what a coordinator does and so yeah the podcast is going to be super fun we're really excited i'm not going to get um scared by you know you wanting to get out of the podcast Um, but yeah, we're really excited to, to, to get started and launch our, our podcast. Oh, that's awesome. So you guys like work husband and wife, basically. I mean, maybe work. Maybe we zoom husband and wife. Yeah, yeah, I know. And so the funny thing is I actually sent a screenshot the other day where on Facebook messenger in like 2015, he sent me this like super cheesy Oh, it's great <laughs> to meet you. Can't wait to work with you or something. I'm like, we did. We were friends back then. You see, you wanted to work with me. <laughs> yeah, and then she ghosted me for like five years. <laughs> <laughs> quick question. What are your zodiac signs? Are you compatible or not? Oh, that's I don't know. a good question. Well, I'm an Aquarius. Okay. And I'm a Taurus. Are we compatible? Grace, you tell me. I don't know. <laughs> Grace, you asked the question. I wait, don't water well, and we, earth. I think water and earth. She and I are right? Aries, right? Grace and I are <laughs> yeah. Aries. Um, so I think the Taurus, are you like a homebody type or something? A little bit of both maybe. Cause like when you shoot weddings, it's a, it's like, you got to get people excited and you know, there's just like so much going on you have, but like when I'm done working, I'm like, yeah, full on homebody. So I, I know that like a lot of like, when you're, when you're at an event, there's a little bit of a performance element, Mm -hmm. but then when you come home, it's like, just, you know, put on Netflix and zone out, you know, and just catch that breath. Total side note, but I worked at this newspaper once where everybody in our art department, all the creatives, the graphics people, not everybody, but like the vast majority and photographers were all Tauruses. Isn't that interesting? My two sisters who are very artistic are also Tauruses. And then anybody who I know is crazy, they're all Aquariuses. So it's It's, totally... so oh, if you want to be exactly fair, that's that's fair. So if you want to be an amazing photographer, you got to change your birthday. Yeah, is basically what I'm here. Yeah, okay. no, yeah, just lie about it. it just start your business off like that. <laughs> well, we have a lot of questions about weddings and destination. Grace, did you have any questions about weddings first, or I'm going to just jump right in? I mean, we can jump right in. I think we both were curious about like what are some of the coolest destinations you like recommend for weddings. And why is Hawaii such a great place for it too? You know what I mean? Like just talk about Hawaii and yeah, the coolest, most unusual spots to have weddings here. Yeah, totally. Um, When we jump in, just talking about some of the venues that we work at a lot. I mean, you know, when you think of what gets filmed in Hawaii for TV and and movies, I mean, a lot of stuff gets filmed here on Oahu at Kualoa Ranch. I mean, Kualoa is like just an amazing property where, you know, you filmed everything from Jurassic Park to, you know, romantic comedies and stuff. And so you can do weddings at these same places, you know? And I think that's like when when people see, oh my gosh, I saw that movie, I saw that in a movie or I saw, you know, like Turtle Bay, you know, all these different places that end up in movies. People are, I think, drawn to that because 
they are just made for, you know, beautiful backdrops and things like that. Um, and for me, I think one venue that I really like, because Kula Law is really cool, but whenever I have destination couples, you know, I always tell them, like, look on the west side, right? Manikohunua, Four Seasons. I said, you're getting the sun setting directly into the ocean. Um, and so it's just for me, it's such a wow moment, not just for the couple, right? Because they can get up to the beach, get some great photos. But then they also have that wow for their guests. You know, if you're lucky and the sky's kind of overcast, it turns purple and pink. And, you know, if you're in the Midwest or if you're, you know, in Canada, like you're just not getting those sunsets like you do. And so it's just, for me, you know, it's such an easy sell. Like people just love getting married on the West side um, because of the sunset. Like this is what you come to Hawaii for. Like this is to me what the epitome of this destination wedding is. And plus destination weddings allow people not to have to invite everybody. So <laughs> <laughs> you can keep your guest count down a little bit. So if there's some, you know, uncles, aunties that you don't want to invite to your wedding, you know, it's like, oh, sorry, we have a, a cap, you know, yeah. whatever. And, and so you don't have to have those 500, you know, person weddings if you're doing a destination wedding, which to some people, that's a big plus. <laughs> I do think Oahu, I mean, you know, Tessa and I are married. Are you married, Joe? Yes. Did you get married here? I did. I did. Oh, I got married at Manikuhonua. Yeah, over on the west side. Beautiful. Then, one of my favorite places. And then, where did you get married, Tess? I got married at the Bear Estate. Remember? Oh, I, had right. yeah. I was like, I have to bring my dog. And then Lori brought Hoshi. Correct. That's right. I, I, I thought you were going to say the Bear Estate earlier when you talked yeah. about like some of your favorite venues. So I know you like having weddings there. Mm-hmm. And then I got married. I mean, it depends on how many, which which wedding you want to talk about. <laughs> but I got married at the Aquarium, my first marriage. Yep. Um, my second one, we just kind of got married on the beach, but the Aquarium was cool. And I do think, you know, as all three of us have probably looked, I mean, maybe Grace has, I'm not sure, but all three of us have looked around for venues, right? When we were thinking about getting married, it is amazing how varied and diverse um, the options are here. Like I got married at an aquarium. Tessa got married on a, at an a, a oceanfront estate, right? And then, you know what I mean? Like there's just such a variety here. It's not just big resorts, although the resorts are great too. Mm-hmm. My sister just got married at the Four Seasons on Maui a few months yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous there. Okay. And even the four seasons here, you know, you have that indoor outdoor feel where a lot of couples, you know, in summer it's hot. So it's really, really nice to do that beautiful ceremony outdoors, but be able to take it indoors to air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Once the sun sets, they go inside. And so everyone has a different desire, a different preference. And, you know, what we do is try to show them, right? On Oahu, there's so many different places. It's not just all outdoors or all ballrooms. There's something for everyone here. Now that's cool. I, you know, what kind of advice would you give a, like, let's say there's people, you know, Canadians <laughs> want to get married. I know you do. So, I mean, let's say there's people listening who have been thinking about a destination wedding, or maybe they're planning a wedding and they didn't consider it. Um, what are some of the, what's some advice you would give people considering or thinking about Hawaii as a, as a place to get married? I mean, there's, we probably have way too much advice to give, but I I think one of the first things to do is just kind of like, just do a deep dive into Instagram, you know, and find those locations and those pictures that speak to you, you know, and then you can kind of start figuring out, okay, I want to have this type of wedding. I love sunsets. I love those tropical, you know, colors or whatever, or I love being in the mountains and stuff. I think um, that's kind of the neat thing right now with, uh, especially like wedding photography is everything is online. You can see 
you know, so many different people's wedding, real weddings, you know, and get all that inspiration. I think that's always a good place to start. And then, you know, connect with some, you know, connect with a, a, a coordinator like Tesla, where it's like, you know, what are you, what are your top, you know, three locations that you love working at? And, and it kind of starts, you know, the process, I think. This is a great example, how I think Joseph and I agree, but disagree a lot. Um, because for me, one of the things that's really tricky is when people start deep diving on Instagram and that's what I was going to say. Right? Like, that's so annoying. Like I and want this, you know, and the hard yeah. thing is they have these huge visions of what they want without understanding the budget or, you know, and this is one of those things where I feel like I'm going to get in trouble for saying this, but style shoots sometimes kill me because they see these beautiful setups on the rocks at the beach and we can't do that, you know, but it, they have this expectation or they're coming to me with this expectation. And then I feel like I'm the one that has to shoot them down and be like, we can't do that. You can't have a full picnic set up at the beach, you know, in Manalo. Like that's not allowed, like, literally not allowed. Um, and so I think it's really hard sometimes because they look on Pinterest, they look on Instagram, they have this vision of what they want. And then budget wise, when they tell me, I'm like, okay, this is going to be tricky, you know, or then then I need to get creative, say, this is how we can make it similar, but it's not going to be this picture, which is what they, they've always wanted, right? So I think sometimes I feel like I'm constantly bursting people's dreams um, <laughs> by having to tell them, like, that's not, it was a style shoot. You know, you can't have those beautiful tapered candles outdoor and expect them to not blow out with one gust of wind, right? LED candles may be a better fit. And they're like, no, it has to be real candles. They did it at this wedding. I'm like, this is not a wedding. So shoot, it probably blew out one second after they took the photo. So you would agree then that start with real weddings and not like something yes. that was- but I think I would agree with Joseph tell. on that. We start with real weddings, but I think the hard thing is on Pinterest and Instagram, it's hard to tell which is which. Totally. That's what I'm saying. See, we can, we can agree. Joseph and I agree <laughs> a lot, all the time. <laughs> oh man. So good. <laughs> so, you know, for, so going back to like, you know, when you say that people have an unrealistic expectation, um, I get that. But when you talk about the budget, like how, what should people keep in mind? I don't know what the average cost of a wedding is. Cause I did mine super cheap. Um, but like, what, what, huh? What is the average cost of a wedding? That's here? what I'm trying to get to. I only spent like, I don't know, like $10,000 on my wedding. I think total with everything, including like, including what I wore that day. I also feel day. like though, Kat, you have a lot of hookups and you did it real smart. You know, like- oh, I don't have a lot of hookups. <laughs> you have a lot of so, hookups. Like your cat talk. Box. No, but I, I borrowed stuff. I mean, I did borrow things mm -hmm. um, and I did my food real cheap. On the, like I did, you know, I did food stations instead mm -hmm. of like a catered dinner and I, and I didn't do, um, tents. I was just like, please don't rain because <laughs> tents are expensive. But like, I think what Grace is saying, what, you know, what should people expect to spend, um, on a destination wedding in Hawaii? Roughly. This is, this is where, uh, Tessa is also another bubble buster where she just <laughs> <laughs> destroys people's dreams. It's true. It's the name true. of your podcast, but like, yeah, let's not have a wedding in Hawaii. Podcast. I know that's why I'm like, I don't even want to say it. I, so, you know, I think what's interesting is I know that when you go to other destinations like Mexico and whatnot, right, you have these all-inclusive packages and they are extremely affordable, you know, cause it, and it includes everything. In Hawaii, one of the positives, right, we don't have those packages, but it allows people to 
customize every element, right? You can pick your photographer, you can pick your florist, you can pick everything. Um, but with that comes the cost, right? So your average wedding in Hawaii, you know, I mean, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> I'm going to bust everyone's hopes and dreams. But I would say, you know, if you're looking at like Kualoa Ranch or something, you know, your average is probably 40, 45,000. <laughs> that's, not, that's not as bad as I thought. Really, Chris? Okay. What are you thinking? I, I mean, I thought it, mm, upwards, like maybe like 70, 80. Okay, thanks. See, I, I, don't want, I don't plan on having a huge wedding. Like, if I get married, I want something super small. I always joke I would just go to the courthouse, but like, that's not as bad as I thought. Yeah, and I think <laughs> that I think that you know, like, that's probably also more realistic. Most of the weddings that probably Tessa and I do are, you know, maybe seventy thousand dollars weddings. But mm-hmm. you know, the, the I guess the the beauty of what Hawaii has to offer is you have so many amazing creatives here. So like we have all these companies like Aloha Artisans who do these like full on lounge sets and it feels like super clubby vibe, you know, kind of thing for your guests to be at. And, you know, like now we have like a lot of these like Aloha marquees and things that you can do to customize your wedding. So you give that experience to on your guests. So I think that's where um, our couples can kind of get into that. Okay, do we have to have a butterfly release? No, you don't have to, but it is cool, you know? And yeah, so yeah. Um, kind of identifying first and foremost, what's super important. And so like, I think a lot of times when um, we talk with our clients, we say, hey, what are the top three things you're most excited about? Like, what's the most important to you? And so if it's like, if it's dancing, you know, get a great DJ, you know, if it's photography, hire a great photographer. If it's, if it's you know, like if it's, drinking you know there's some amazing bartenders who do some crazy things so um you know i think anytime we're planning weddings whether it's you know destination wedding or a local wedding you know it's always trying to figure out what's the most important thing that you know is going to give everyone that kind of shared experience Mm -hmm. i think that's great advice whether you do a destination wedding or not like whether you're getting Mm -hmm. married in your hometown you should just prioritize what are the most important things and where do you want to put your money toward that just makes a lot of practical sense in general Yeah. And it's just being realistic, you know, like you said, with cap, if you don't want to spend a lot of money on your wedding, then don't, right? But just know that if you don't want to spend fifty, sixty thousand dollars you can't have all the bells and whistles. And you have to be okay with that. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. You know, it's just understanding what is your priority, where do you want to spend your money? Is it buying a house, you know? If you have kids, putting them through private school, whatever it is, right? This is where nah, weddings are way more exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I will say a lot of my friends did because I called my, I, I said I did a ninja wedding. Well, I always tell people that. And because I didn't tell anybody I was getting married, I just got married. But I will say, tell people who want to do that, that there's two things you should always do. And for the women, you should always get hair and makeup done because it's just, it just, you just feel great. And you should always take photos. Like you shouldn't yeah. just go through the day and be like, oh, I'm just going to get married. And, if you, the photos, I don't know what it is, but like that, and everybody who's done it has always said they're so grateful they hired a photographer. Do you have a photographer, Kat? Well, I mean, I hired, not hired. I had my friend take photos, but she's a photographer. Mm-hmm. It was well, good enough. You think of like those tangibles that you take from your wedding, right? And yeah. whether it's, you know, a, a, an elopement or it's a, a big wedding, like those are the only things that you have to look back on. And I think that for like, as a photographer and whatnot, um, you know, like we shoot 10 hour, 12 hour weddings all the time. And for us, when we're working, it goes by in a blur. And for the couples, it's just like a microsecond and their day is gone. And so I think that, you know, like being able to document 
your wedding and look yeah. back at those pictures and see things that you weren't even seeing happening. Right. I mean, like my favorite thing is when we get these little like um, flower girls or, you know, ring bearers and they're goofing off during the ceremony and you get these awesome, cute little things happening behind the scenes that your couple gets to see later down right. the road. And, and th- those are the things that you're never going to regret having. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Okay. Yeah. So also what are some of the latest trends right now in weddings in Hawaii? So one thing that is really popular right now that everybody, all of my couples want to do, well, two things, I guess, off the top of my head. Number one is the champagne tower. Um, oh. So everybody wants to do the champagne tower. It stresses me out because I'm like, it's going to fall. <laughs> Champagne's going to spill. It's a mess. But everybody, you know, when you build the, the glasses. Yeah, I know. The, that just seems so like not COVID friendly. I know. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think a lot of it, it's for the photos, right? They're not necessarily sharing it with everyone. They can look at all themselves and it's fine. Um, the other trend that I've been seeing recently that I really like, because um, we've always had people, right, where during the ceremony, you can choose to either repeat vows or or write your own vows. And mm-hmm. so people write their own vows. And I always think it's really sweet. And honestly, that's probably one thing that I regret not doing for my wedding. Um, it was just so much. I just wanted to so do you imagine how long your husband would take to give his bow. <laughs> yeah, he would never. Like, it wouldn't happen. Like, you know, yeah. it wouldn't happen. <laughs> so what I like right now is people, they're doing, couples are doing a first look and they're reading their vows to each other during that first look. So it's very intimate. Um, you know, if they have videography, then they get that captured. But I really like that moment because it's just them. Um, I had one couple where they actually stood back to back. And they read it to each other that way. And then they turned it around. It was just, it's really special. I really like, you know, because during your ceremony, you're nervous, everything's happening, everyone's staring at you. But to have that moment by themselves, you know, obviously like, you know, with photo there or video, and sometimes I'm hiding in the corner listening too, but it's really, I think it's a lot more private and personal for them to be able to do it. And I really, really like that trend happening. Hmm, that's cool. Yeah. And also, I, I mean, Tessa, we're seeing this a lot too, like, these cold sparkler, cold fusion spark, whatever they call them. In cold the, sparks. Cold sparks, yeah. And so they're yeah. like little like sparkler cannons that they'll launch on the dance floor during like the bride and groom's first dance. And everyone's all of a sudden, it's like this big explosion of fireworks behind them. Um, I don't, I'm not, okay. I don't not like them, but I feel like it just adds another level of stress to me. I'm like, well, what if it doesn't go off? What if it catches on fire? <laughs> yeah, and I love them. They're like so amazing for photos. As like, yeah. From a photographer's point of view, he loves it. For me, it's coordination. I'm like, oh my God, that's going to happen. <laughs> and then um, what else? There's also, I've been seeing a lot of these like custom neon signs. So at like the couple's mm. head table, you know, the couple have, you know, their name and this like sort of neon sign that they have made. Those are definitely trending this year. Um, yeah. And I think those personalizations really make for an event. What do you mean that I put a neon sign after? Like they take it home and they put it on their walls. They've sent me pictures. It's so cute. (laughs) One thing that I've also remembered that I really like that I feel like Kat will appreciate um, late night snacks. Oh, people are doing like I've done a lot of donut stations at night or like a fried a French fry bar. Yes, burgers. Um, So we've done a lot like spamusa bees. So we've done a lot of late night snacks after people are dancing and they're getting ready to leave. Like they smell like grease and oil and people immediately go over and they find like hot donuts. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. That is such an awesome idea. Like that should be in everybody's home or like yeah. at work. Yeah. <laughs> mm. After any donuts, anytime you want. That's the dream. That's 
thing. So, okay. So now I want to know, like, what are some of the craziest things you guys have seen or like the most over the top or extravagant, um, you know, yeah, you got to define crazy for us because we. <laughs> like, there's, there's I do know lot. Tessa, so I, my <laughs> my crazy definition is probably way off right now. But I want to be like just over the top, maybe. Yeah, go ahead, Tessa. I got something to share with. Yeah, I mean, I think it just kind of depends what you're talking about. For me, crazy, like you know, the core can always be over the top, right? You have hanging chandeliers and flowers and whatnot. But for me, I think crazy is I've had weddings where we've had like twenty bridesmaids and twenty groomsmen. And oh so it's God. just trying to, again, right, for me on a coordination point, it's trying to manage that many people and get them all to move as one group. <laughs> like, it's larger than some of the weddings I do. So I feel like that can be really crazy. Or we've done it where, you know, just getting ready in one place, ceremonies in another place, they have a stop for photos along the way, reception somewhere else, they're going to an after party. Um, so I think crazy in terms of just trying to, manipulate the day and just get everybody where they need to be I feel like those things are really that's for me my definition of crazy on the day because if you have a lot of decor most times you're hiring professionals right and so I can trust that those things are going to get done even if they're very over the top and elaborate it's when there's movement and people involved that's when for me things that's where things tend to get a little nuts that's when I get a little nuts I'd say for me, like where it gets nuts is usually around alcohol. Um, we've had we've had an entire like set of groomsmen streaking naked through <laughs> like the wedding, you know, so things like that happen. Where was I? You know, you're like, do I take pictures of this or not? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we see everything, you know. It, it, Definitely it's had fun. to break up some fights like with alcohol. So you know, and I feel like at my past jobs, I've always dealt with confrontation. So at weddings, you know, I've had people, couples and, you know, like the groom and like the groomsmen got into a fight. I've had like vendors fight before. Um, and so a lot of times when I think part of it is me being a mom, me being background in management, right? It's, it's physically breaking up fights sometimes. <laughs> a couples yeah. fought? Yeah, yeah. Like a groom, I think one of his groomsmen something happened in the parking lot and the groom went out and then it was nuts. Like, so I had to like go outside and break it. And the bartender came with me to help break up this fight. <laughs> it was crazy. So what kinds of like recommendations do you have for guests or like reminders just to like behave themselves? Like maybe don't drink too much. Which oh, like have? etiquette. Yeah. Etiquette. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's always alcohol, right? You know, like alcohol <laughs> makes people alcohol. get nuts. Um, so, I mean, I guess actually Tessa, what do you guys what do you recommend with the Well, alcohol? so the funny thing is like, it's one of those things where I'm like, do you, do you have to say that? Isn't that something that just like as a normal person, like don't drink to the point that you want to fight people? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, a lot of it to me, when people are starting to get a little over the top, I'll check in with the bartender and be like, hey, are you, are you watching this guy? Because <clears throat> I think a lot of it just is, it's just understanding, right? Like they have to know that <laughs> there's got to be a line where we have to cut them. That's, I think, sometimes when people get belligerent. You know, I've, I've done weddings at hotels where the bartender cuts them off. And I'll see under their table, they have, they brought in their own alcohol. And so oh I have to God. take those away, right? And they've tried to fight me for that. Um, but I know. Five minutes later, they're streaking to the hotel. I know, yeah. And then Joe gets pictures <laughs> of them streaking. I mean, this is what happens. Right? Mm -hmm. so, Very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Always a good time. 
I have not been to a wedding where that, I mean, I've been to a wedding where there's been a lot of alcohol, but not nothing where it's ended in fights. <laughs> Although I have heard, so I used to cover weddings for the newspaper. Uh, it was so fun. Um, <laughs> I remember one couple who like literally got into a fight the night of their wedding where they got, they were separated. I mean, they separated the night of their wedding. And I was like, wait, what? And I was writing about their wedding and then one of the like bridesmaids had called me and was like, no, they're, they're getting divorced. It was like the other week. <laughs> You're like, do I still cover it or not? We- no, I mean, no, we didn't. But like, <laughs> it was really bizarre because we were going to, and I had interviewed them and all that. And I had, I didn't know that had happened at the wedding, but like, I don't know, somebody threw something at someone in the, in the room and they're like, I'm over it. And they split it happens. I've had and it was a big wedding, like, crying all the, It happens. It happens. It's insane. <laughs> anyway, I wish I was at that wedding. That would have been very interesting. <laughs> what do you do? Do you ask for your gift back? Like, I mean, is there like, like, like it's been only three hours? Like, could yeah, I? Have, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just what, take it with you. Just leave and take it. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> I'll give it to I, you in six months. I also was wondering too, if as far as gifts, like if this is a destination wedding, is it ever okay to say like my gift is or my presence is the present? Is that ever acceptable? Or Grace, that's always acceptable for you, Grace. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's interesting is most of my destination weddings they ask their their family and friends not to give anything, mm-hmm. um, right? That they paid a lot of money to come and not so they definitely are saying you don't bring us gifts. Most times people will give an envelope or something, but I would say the majority of my couples um, are asking their family and friends not to gift them anything because they've had to pay so much to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, don't give a gift to like a couple on a destination wedding because they have to take it back with yeah. them. So <laughs> yeah, nobody likes that person. It's more, of, like that. more of an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unless it's super good, then it's worth it. <laughs> They could mail it to you. They could mail it to your house. (laughs) Well, what about like, if you don't go to a destination wedding? So like I got invited and I declined because I can't travel or whatever. Do I still give a gift? What's the protocol? Really? You gotta still give a gift. No. So even if you get invited, so it's it's advantageous then to just invite everyone. Everyone in the world. Wow. Even if you decline a wedding invitation, you still have to give a gift. You should, yes. But you don't have to spend as much. What is like, what is the going rate for like a I gift? I can't even say. I feel like it's going to scare people. I'm not saying it. Well, people say, people used to say, I don't know if this is true, like you would pay for your, your spot, right? So like, however you think your do dinner- Do you know how much your spot is, right? I, well, think I know because I work with like hotels. I generally know, but like, I think it's way more expensive than people think. It is what? way more expensive than So what is it? Come on, just go for it, Tessa. Well, I, think, I would say, you know, per person- if okay, let's say this when I go to weddings, I give if it's just me about 250. If oh. it's like my husband and I, I give maybe three to four hundred. Tessa's getting invited to a lot more weddings right now. <laughs> Don't invite me to your wedding. I'm just gonna get married again. Like, I'm just gonna get married again. That I mean, is that Joe? Is that you too? Like, that's how much you give? You know, I'm probably oh, way cheaper than her. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Uh, I feel like, honestly, I think right. a lot of people will give 100, 150 per person. So I, that's couple, where I'm at. I think that's probably. Which, but listen, that does not cover food. That doesn't even cover food. So if you're thinking truly as a cover your seat, that's not even food at most hotels. 
Right. That's not including anything else, right? If they're getting flowers and therapy, like you're not covering yourself. So I'm not saying that that's unacceptable. I'm saying if you're saying the, the saying is to cover your meal, that doesn't right. cover your meal. Wow, Grace, you're right not now. going to any weddings, Grace. You should decline. <laughs> to a wedding, actually, like a few days ago. What did you, did you give your sister money or did you give no, her a gift? My sister. Oh, I got her a gift. Oh. Do people still do gifts? I mean, is that still a thing? Oh, the older older generations like to give a present. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> like, yeah. what, do you, what do you give a couple these days? You know, I don't even know. I've seen, well, a lot of people, I've seen like boxes at the checking table and a lot of them are like, I think alcohol. You can tell, right? By just oh. shaking it. <laughs> so registries, like- yeah, registries are still really popular. So like there's some websites that connect into like your Amazon account. Account. And, you know, I think that registries are nice if you're, you know, just kind of building a house together. You probably need your blenders and all these things that, you know, are traditional wedding gifts. Um, but a lot of that is all done online. So you don't have to actually be bringing anything to the wedding itself. Yeah. Uh, probably for destination and local weddings, I think it would probably be the same. So something fun is when I got married, I registered for Macy's, right? That was popular. I registered for those chocolates. What are those chocolates? Frango. Frango. I registered for Frango Mints. (laughs) (laughs) I would have bought you that. I should have invited you. You would have had to. (laughs) I've also seen um, people like for their honeymoons, like you can buy them like certain activities or excursions, like, you know, Mm -hmm. the scuba diving class or this train ticket. So from you get from like France to Italy or things like that. Yeah, totally. And honeymoon funds, honeymoon funds are are really popular, you know, so I I think that's an amazing gift to give a couple. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can pay it forward. Or even people do it to like put it down for their house, like a house fund. So you're basically just giving them money, which is really what people want, I think. Yeah. (laughs) That or maybe like donor eggs or something. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's a registry for that yet, though. Or Frango Mints. <laughs> Frango Mints. Donor Eggs and Frango Mints. Well, that, that should be the name of your podcast. Um, anyway, <laughs> we are going to wrap up here, but thank you so much for um, joining us on our 87th episode. We can be on your podcast on your 87th episode. It's Unveiling Paradise. You can follow them on Instagram at Unveiling Paradise. And you guys are going to launch what date and where? Everywhere? everywhere and we're going to launch uh july in july in july let's be looking out for <laughs> actually if you guys let us know we'll let our readers and listeners know so let us know when you guys set a date and we'll make sure people know that so again with tessa you can find her at fred and kate are you just fred and kate.com yes fred and kate.com and Joe is at srphotography.com. So you can look out for both of them. If you're interested in planning a wedding to Hawaii, uh, go visit them, listen to their podcast, get great tips. And uh, for any information about this show, we'll have our show notes up on hawaiimagazine.com. Follow us at Hawaii Magazine on all social media platforms. And please rate, subscribe, comment, like, whatever you guys do um, for our podcast. Have a little travel. Anyway. Uh, thanks for joining us. It's been a pleasure as always, Tessa. And nice thanks for having you. us. Yeah, no worries. And yeah, well, I can't wait for your podcast. It'll be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Bye.